Welcome to the Two Old Kids and Two Young Adults podcast. We've combined life experience with young adult drive and ambition. Are you just starting to college plan? Did you finish your education and wonder, now what? Join us in this lively discussion about the topics you need to know to create the next stage of your life's dreams, careers, finances, education, and more. All right, this is uh, this is it. Another episode of Two Young Kids, Two Young Adults, Two Old Kids, Two Young Adults. Damn it, I always get this wrong. Two. Amy, help me out. I'm tired. Two Old Kids, Two Young Adults podcast. That's what I meant to say. Two <laughs> old kids, two young adults, and this week we got one of our young adults back. Capri, he's in the house. Yay! Yeah, I'm so excited to be back. I've been missing my podcast time. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, Capri just moved into her dorm at Purdue University. So we're going to have an interview with her in a couple weeks, talk about the real world of moving into and getting adjusted to college life. Segue, watch it. Which brings me to our guest this evening. Uh, we have Chris Carr, Dr. Chris Carr. So that's two PhDs. And within a month, we're stockpiling PhDs. We're taking them out one at a time. And Chris has an interesting story, which he's going to share with us. But at the same time, he's got some information to share about that transition from high school to college. He's worked with young people, getting them ready for interviewing, writing in college, writing in high school, preparing for college. And he's got a lot of insight he wants to share, particularly for parents and students who are trying to get adjusted and get their kid adjusted to their first year in college and all the challenges, roadblocks that, roadblocks that they may have. Chris, it is good to have you. Say hello to the folks out there. Yeah, everyone. Thanks for having me. It's really great hey, to be here. Hey, man, it's good to have you. I'm going to step out of the way <laughs> and I'm going to let the ladies attack you with questions. But Chris, there just a brief introduction to talk about what you've done and why you do it. And then I'll let Capri take the first round, see if we can knock you out in 20 minutes. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks again for having me. So briefly, um, I've been working in higher education for the last 15 years. And um, I started off teaching at a community college in New York City, where I'm from. And so I've ta taught a lot of writing courses like English 101, um, kind of all the academic essay writing. And then I, you know, went back for my for my PhD in Slavic studies, actually, which has nothing to do with <laughs> with with writing, but there was a lot of writing involved. But all, all, all along with that, I kind of I maintained my interest in teaching writing. I worked at the you know the writing center at Brown. I worked at Providence College. So I kept that going because I, I just I really love working with students on that. I think it's such a, an important developmental tool, and it's some um, something that um, yeah I think that needs to be maybe get get some more more attention given to it but I, I really I always love work uh, you know teaching writing classes and then after I finished my PhD I got a job in academic advising supporting students mostly juniors and seniors in college who are applying for you know fellowships like the Rhodes Scholarship or the Fulbright Scholarship we had a uh, the Fulbright was our biggest program we had I think the, the most awards in like I think every year for five years in a row we had a really strong program and that really got me I, what I loved about that was working with students on developing their vision, their broader vision. So there was a lot of writing support, but it was also in, in the context of where they're going in their lives, like where, what is their vision? How do they want to accomplish it and helping them strategize and then execute and articulate that vision in writing and their written materials and, you know, taking them through this process where they were applying for these awards that really like got me interested in, in supporting students and more broadly beyond their academic world. 
And that led me to to start the venture that I just I recently started called One Point Mentorship, which focuses on you know, getting students transitioning from high school into college, like starting with writing support. But really, when they get to college, like how do they manage the freedom of being away? How do they really set up their lives on campus that, so they get the most out of being at college? And are they really listening to their own voices or which, you know, which maybe they're listening to some other voices in terms of what they want to do with their their time there or how they spend their time? And it's really, really like getting in the right mindset to take the take the um the advantage of the, the the time it's such a beautiful and amazing opportunity that can really springboard students into a life that they love and they, they're really excited about if they use it properly and go in with the with with the right mindset and get the support that they need wow just just hearing you it's just unbelievable i mean first of all the amount of that experience i mean you know when are you going to set some goals chris i mean really if you could just <laughs> step it up a notch but but I, i'm not even entering college now you make me want to go just so i can mentor underneath you and take advantage yeah. of what you have to offer so with that i'll be quiet because I, I want capri i mean she's our brand new one just in college we're so proud of her but i know she's got a lot of great questions and chris i i am going to have so much fun picking your brain on this and thanks yeah, for the happy incredible to be background all right so our first question i don't know i let's see is this an easy one or a hard one so with all that you kind of just mentioned about like exploring growing um becoming the person you were kind of meant to be do you think that's the purpose of college or is there something else to it yeah that's that's really i think an important question i'm not sure i'd, I'd love to hear about how much time you and the people that you know like they spend thinking about that when you're planning uh, like applying and things like that and and where you are now getting ready to go away i think it's i mean obviously yeah there's a, there's a lot of things it can be good for obviously there's a lot of um i feel like a lot of you know economic pressure right <laughs> to come out with a degree that will be marketable and i think that's that's rightly so an important focus i think sometimes in my experience like see just being on college campuses and like over especially the last several several years like there's been such an emphasis on I think like like pre-professionalization of undergraduate education and not like really so much focus on how will this help me get the job or, or something like that maybe to the detriment of like exploring like other aspects of the student's life or other interests and and really like maybe it might pressure students to say things that maybe they don't really love you know they may think it just like get them help them to get a good job which is again things that they not not unimportant right things that that need to be considered but I think a lot of times like students can like really um yeah maybe sell themselves short or, or literally not listen to the voice I'm, I'm also I'm speaking from my own experience as well like being as an undergrad like thinking of things I really wanted to do but I did I ended up majoring majoring in business as an undergraduate even though I had a, an interest in 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 being an English major and I kind of switched into the business like the business program was like a junior senior year program it was very intensive so it really limited the number of classes I could take outside of that program, it, it actually enabled me to like not, I wasn't able to study abroad as a junior, which I wanted to do. And it really just restricted my life in a lot of ways. And and it's not necessarily bad, but I think it's just making the choices from a place of, like being conscious about the cha the, the choices that you're making and, and what's coming down the line, maybe what, what are some of the the benefits and consequences of like making certain choices and not, yeah, and I, I, I think it's just really important that students end up following following their path, like find something that really lights them up. Like, I, I really think that's, that's, uh, and it might not, you know, what that ends up looking like, the way it's packaged might be different. But I think just if you think about how you're spending your time, like, are you really like enjoying the way that you're, you're spending your days and the work that you're doing, or the questions that you're working on, the th like the topics that you're engaging in and, and having college be like a really, a place of real investigation where you can, you can go deeply into like these questions that you really feel passionate about in whatever, whatever area they might be. 
So I think that's like, um, yeah, it's good. Again, good to think about, I need to get some, yeah, my, my degree to get, to get that job, but more like the purpose I, I would like to, yeah, to ha see more students, like not less worried about that, but more, more equally focused on, you know, all parts of their life and, and not maybe not just the, the professional path. Sounds like a philosopher. That's it does, yeah, like. right? <laughs> what is a good life, right? We've been asking that question for a long time, like thousands of years. What does it mean to have a good life? It, like, <laughs> it's the same question. It's interesting, yeah. It's the same question that we keep trying to answer, and, and, and hopefully we answer it well for ourselves, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, given, like, the different academic stressors and um, kind of trying to maybe fit into a mold that you're not necessarily meant to fit in or that's not where your heart's desiring you to go. Um, what are three things that you would recommend to kind of make sure that you're following your passions and having a smooth transition to college? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, the first, I think it's really like ta yeah, it's kind of tapping in, attuning and attuning to yourself, like really like, just basically what, yeah, what, what, is, what is it like based on like, a lot of the things that you, you've done, like, what are the things where like, uh, yeah, good, a good question is like, what, like when, when you do something where you kind of lose the sense of time and you're just like in the flow of whatever it is you're doing, like, what are, what are some times you've experienced that? Um, yeah. What are some activities that you've done that make you feel that? And like, that's like a, a good indication that that might be something to follow, like an interest to develop. And who knows? And maybe it doesn't turn into like a professional interest. Maybe it's a, it just ends up being a hobby, but it's, it's still something that's important to you. Like, you know, that, that the way that you, you spend that time and can really get immersed in, in something that really, really interests you. Um, that's, that's the one, yeah, one thing to do is really check, check in with the stuff that you've already, already done that really have, have, yeah, sparked, a, uh, lit, lit a spark in you or really you felt passionate about. Um, or even like, what are some things before you even get there? What are, what are things that you've never done? You've always been curious about trying and, and making sure that along with the things that you know that you want to study, you're trying maybe one new thing every semester. You're taking a class. I really like that one. Yeah, like a, taking one class that you didn't expect to take, or or trying an activity or a club this semester, or do, doing what, just doing something to get out of your comfort zone. I think a lot of the things that I, I would probably talk about are related to my like mindset and yeah, pushing the boundaries of that comfort zone, like getting out, like not just doing the things that are safe or that feel comfortable, mm -hmm. but getting out and trying new things, like learning how to how to talk to different people, like how to talk to professors is a huge thing. I, I feel like I always give that example because um, <laughs> I think I've worked, worked with so many students like on the other end, like when they're getting ready to graduate and trying to get recommendation letters. And, you know, like if you don't cultivate those contacts, you might, yeah, junior year, maybe you're applying for some internship and you have no one to write a letter for you. And you're going to, you're trying to, you can't really build that relationship in a week or two mm -hmm. weeks by the time the letters do. Like that's something that needs to be done over time. So even when you're first going in, like you might not feel like you need to go talk to the professor. You might not like, I don't know. I always thought that office hours kind of were, if you were having trouble, you'd go talk to the professor, right. About something, but mm -hmm. it's, it's um yeah. Even just popping in like, Hey, I, this was, I found this interesting about class. People love talking about their work. Like professors mm -hmm. love talking about their work. Like go just connect with them, like go in for five minutes every week or every, every couple of weeks, just so they know who you are and, and to start those conversations. And, and so I feel like it's, yeah, it, like, being aware of like what what you've done that's interested that that really sparked your interest and and ways that you want to grow like and, and and just pushing that comfort zone finding different ways to do that uh, like we'll really try to talk ourselves out of doing just about anything i think our our minds are like oh you could do that next week you could do it later 
but later becomes next semester or next year mm-hmm. or two years down the road really quickly. Like the semesters really fly by. So I think just being, being aware that the time is going to go quick. That doesn't mean like go crazy or you're going to have plenty, like enjoy the time, but like really make it productive, like move, make sure you're doing things to move yourself forward. Um, even if it's like trying something new that you've never done before. That was really good. I kind of needed that advice like maybe two really? years ago. <laughs> yeah. I've been in so many situations already where it's like, oh, I could go to this office hours or like I could kind of go do something with a new friend. And like, honestly, it's really intimidating walking up to the professor after a lecture with 450 people and you're like, hi, I'm Capri. I'm majoring in this, blah, blah, blah. So nice to meet you. And they're just like, okay, yeah, next, like move on. And you kind of just feel like a nobody for a second. But I guess that's the point to kind of keep going back and going back and going back until eventually they're like, oh, your face stands out to me in this 450 person lecture. And then that's kind of when you have that connection established. Yeah, absolutely. And and you you never know, like, I think not um maybe getting to turned away like if that does happen to you like let's say you go up to a professor and they it's after class and there's people waiting to talk to them or whatever and they, they kind of you feel like they're like oh nice to meet you and they turned away to whatever back, back to whatever they're doing not being too like discouraged not let that not 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 to let that prevent you from doing that again or, or trying mm-hmm. the next week or or um yeah maybe somebody like really trying to trying to understand what the other person is thinking yeah. is hard. It's kind of a difficult game that you don't really want to start to play because there's a million things that could be going on with that person. So just, yeah, yeah just like making it a part of what you do. Like I, I connect with my professor, so I'm going to do this on a regular basis and, and find, yeah, like find things in, in class or find things about maybe look up, you could look up some of the work that they do or find it. Yeah. I think connecting to something around the course material is a really good, good thing to have a question like that. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's just something out of curiosity, not, Hey, this is something I don't understand. You know, just talking to them about about something that's interesting to you. But keep, I would keep yeah. doing it. I think it's good. It's great that you did that. Thank you. It was very, <laughs> yeah, nerve wracking. It could be intimidating. Yeah, right. It's not. It's not easy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, oh, you oh, can go. Sorry, no, no, Capri, you're on a roll. Oh. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. So, another one of the things that um, one point or you, that you and your business do is like help coach students through. Um, like academic in successes and struggling per se. So what is some advice that you usually give to students that are maybe not doing as well as they thought they would be or in classes or the way that their high school is taught is very different from their college um, lectures? What's some advice that you would give there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's re- it can be really different. Um, I think unexpectedly so. Like sometimes, like especially if yeah, everything went well in high school or like you always did well on all, on all your assignments and then you get to the next level and it's might not be the same thing. And um, it could be kind of jarring. I think it's, yeah, it's something I, I think just staying kind of number one, just staying on top of, of things, not letting, I think with it, my, my specialty is in writing. So I always think of writing essay, like writing type examples, like, you know, when, when maybe midterms come around, you have like four things due at the same time. <laughs> so it's like, mm-hmm. you're not waiting until the, the day before, you know, like, especially with something like writing that takes, it's a slower, it's a process, right? So really knowing what it takes, but also giving yourself enough time. I think looking at the work we, at the, at the, at the week that you have is almost like a work week. Like, I think that's a difficulty. Like students have so many hours of classroom time in high school mm-hmm. and then they go to college and might have 12 or 15 hours per week. And you like might think I have all this free time now. And, um, 
or even if yeah it's just easy to let a couple hours slip by oh i can i don't have class for a couple hours i can hang out and and, and that's good to do i'm not yeah you know, those are all good things to do but really looking at it as like like here's my work week i work from like nine to five like what i don't have to be nine to five but yeah. like I, I have my hours that i put in every day and and then you know you're taking advantage of time during the day so then you you free up time at, like to do things to go to clubs on the weekend or, or like over the weekend to, to, to hang out or, or do different things um i think it's like really taking it yeah just taking advantage of even class like time in between classes to, to get some things done um but you but yeah but if you're yeah to, to prevent like something like struggling uh, academic struggling i think it can it's difficult because it, it can happen really quickly. Like, like maybe like an mm -hmm. assignment or two doesn't go well. And maybe by Thanksgiving break, you, you could be not doing great in a couple of classes. So I, I think it's like at the first sign of the, things kind of going, going bad, asking for help. I think we, I think we, we tend to have like a, um, I think in our culture, like a difficulty in asking for help. Like it's a sign of weakness, which I think I would love to like, just tell all students that it's not, <laughs> it's like ask for help. Like everyone gets help. You know, the, the most, the, the, the best people have all these coaches and all this support and like, just, you're just starting out. Like, why wouldn't you also need support? Like, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to not wait till you're like drowning to ask, to, to ask for help in something. That's something that that's definitely one thing is like, get, get the support. I would even think of, we, we talked before about what are some things you could even, you, you could think of before you even get to campuses or as you're getting there is almost to set up you want to kind of start building like a support team, <laughs> like uh, that you can people that you can lean on in different areas, like yeah. your, your RA in the dorm, you want to connect with them in case something happens in the place that you live, right? You'll probably get an academic advisor. So you want to connect with them, maybe professors in the department that you're really interested in, you want to connect with them, what are some things going on, you want to make sure you know where the health services people are, right? What, what are mm -hmm. all the areas in your life and making making sure you know where those things are, and that you have, even like you're, you start to make contact with all those different people who are going to be part of your support team so when again it's just like with the thing with um like a professor and a recommendation letter you you've already built the relationship so if something does go wrong you already have people to go to instead of not talking to anybody and things are going south and then you don't know who to go to and you're kind of frantic and things are get really chaotic really quickly mm -hmm. um so yeah really just taking the initiative to it's really i think it all falls falls under the to me the um umbrella of like really taking responsibility for your time at college, like in all aspects of your life that, and if you can learn to do that now, you're, you're going to have a you know, adulthood is not, not necessarily going to be a breeze, but like, it's going to be a lot easier if you can learn how to really take responsibility for everything in your life. And that includes like mm -hmm. staying ahead of things and not letting, not letting things get too, yeah, too difficult yeah. or too, too tragic, <laughs> too, um, yeah, a situation that you really don't want to find yourself in. Right. Um, yeah. so that's, and that's kind of hard to do. It, I think the hardest thing about that is there's really no, I've, this has come up in a lot of conversations with with parents about like, talking to students about working together. It's 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 almost like we're we're talking about things that we're trying to find ways to pre prevent like future pain. <laughs> you haven't necessarily like ex yeah necessarily like experienced all the pain that we I want to help you avoid, right? So it's not like you, you you're not in the hospital yet <laughs> going for the like yeah. going to get this procedure. You're really trying to prevent it. Where you're trying to catch it so you never have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's some of the that, I think that's something sometimes like when we don't feel that kind of urgency it's easy to put things off but so i think yeah, i think it's like sure. reminding yourself that even though this problem might not happen I, I need to stay on top of things and really start to build build this support network really be stay on top of the things i know i should be doing to you know take care of myself with like sleep and eating like things outside of back and it, it just everything is all mm -hmm. all connected that um you want to just take yeah take the take the reins of your life and and it's up to you to 
to to do the work, but also ask for the help that you need. All right. Wow. That was great. This seems like a good little segue into kind of talk about your support system, but also roommates, because I have been getting to know my roommate and I totally love her, but, um, and she's already becoming part of my support system. Do you have any advice for what would happen if you don't get along with your roommate or like how to be a good roommate, just anything in that realm? Because that was personally something that I was so nervous about. Yeah. And did you, did you have a chance to meet the person before you got Um, there or not? She lives in Indiana. So um, I did not get a chance to meet her in person, but we FaceTimed and, you know, went Mm -hmm. on each other's social media and whatnot. Yeah. That's, that's definitely something that, I don't know. Did that, does that help or hurt? Do you want to know in advance or is it better to know or not know? I think for me, I I, I remember when I went away, I started college in 1994. I think I got a card with the person's name and address and I maybe had to send them a letter. Maybe, I don't even know if we got the phone number. (laughs) And I I think we maybe had one phone conversation and then, you know, we met that day and, and now you can like look up everybody, everything about that person now. So it's like, you can see what they're interested in. And, and um, yeah, that's, that's, it's really, it's great that you can do that. So you're not, you're almost like not really meeting a, total stranger when you get there but yeah um i think just being clear it's, it's just kind of communication in any type of relationship that's hard to it's not well it's, it's not necessarily hard to do but it's a skill that you can develop and i think um just being open being clear you know being yeah really intentional about communication and and being being open about hey here are the things that here's how I do it. Here's what I need in my living mm-hmm. space and what, what are, th- and just being open to hearing what they, what they also need, like really being open about what, yeah, what supports the other person and, and trying to, trying to be, yeah, not give up, get, get what you need, but also obviously you need to share the space. So I think just having, having those conversations in the beginning, again, it's kind of like getting, getting ahead of things, like before there becomes mm-hmm. a problem, you, you've talked about some ground rules or talked about how, do, how do we want to share the space and, and come up with like, not like I'm telling you what you need to do, but how can we mm-hmm. come up together to come up with like a you know, ground, ground rules for the room? And let, let's just set, let's set the intention for the room and, and be clear on what the expectations are and everything. I think just having, having a conversation like that in the beginning is better than Essential. yeah letting, yeah, waiting till like the, I don't know, the food and the messy clothes, whatever, whatever problem annoys you the most, it, it starts to de- like manifest, like talking about that stuff beforehand as much Great. as possible. Yeah. And then if I, say I wasn't getting along with my roommate what would you recommend that I do to kind of like we have these ground rules in place or maybe we don't but for some reason like we're not getting along who should I turn to you know some guidance in that area (laughs) yeah I I think it's definitely definitely important to like try to talk to the person directly and even if it's not working it's a good again good habit because you're gonna have to communicate with a lot of people in your life and maybe say things that other people don't want to hear or that you don't want to say <laughs> like difficult having difficult conversations i think the more mm-hmm. you can practice that the better and even so that like that's the first thing and then but if things yeah, if things go wrong then you know that's why you know we mentioned like talk to the art like there's some like an ra or someone that's on on the floor who handles stuff like that and and um maybe like ask the ask the roommate directly like if, if they keep bringing up like there's this, this thing that's getting in the way or being being direct and if we can't work through it would you be willing to talk to this talk let's can we go talk to the person this really needs to get get worked out whether you know we don't have to be best friends right? we could we have to we have to coexist for at least a time a short time yeah. so um just things like that i think yeah being directly direct as possible but also going yeah going to get the support there's there's definitely would be people 
um, on the floor or something somewhere in the dorm that can can help like mediate a conversation like that. Great, thank you. All right, with this, I'm going to pass it over to Amy because I'm sure um, she's dying to ask some <laughs> yeah. questions with her daughter um, entering college as well. Ooh, so yes. it might be good to hear from a parent. Yes. Well, and Chris, I I have like two sides of my brain here. You have Amy, the coach, wanting to ask a couple questions as a coach and and some strategic things. And then also Amy, the parent whose daughter is starting college. So I'm going to start really quick. You know, I love what you're doing and creating this space for young adults to understand that getting coaching is so important because great coaches have coaches. And a lot of these things you're sharing, boy, I know a lot of entrepreneurs that could use this exact same advice that you're applying to young adults and working with older adults that maybe didn't learn some of these success tools. And so what you're doing to set that up is just so important and so powerful. So with coaching, it's very personal. Every individual you're working with is coming with different majors, different needs, different backgrounds, different levels of everything. But what I would love to hear from you, though, what is kind of a few of the most common, even just quickly, what are some of the most common things that are the first things you hear when when you're starting to coach with somebody that it's, okay, I get this question a lot. This is normal. It's okay. And then maybe what are some of the, what is maybe one of the most off the charts, like, wow, I didn't see that one coming. I'd love to, <laughs> love to hear from you on both sides of that fence. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. I don't know if I've had any too, anything to too outrageous. I have to think about I have to think about that one for a second. But like most of them, most of the stuff is is really um, well in the like if it, if it's in the context of like writing support, those, those are really, it's really specific around around that that process. Which in there, like the same things kind of come up. I can't I can't think of an idea. I don't know what to write about, or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of it's like coming up either coming up with ideas or how to organize them. Or there's so there's certain things that that are very tip, very common questions that happen. I come up quite a bit within the context of that that writing support, um, and except, yeah, I think it's a lot of times in high school, like they're just told, like where students are told what they have to write about, and when you get to college, like you not only are you writing at a higher level, but you have to come up with the question too. Like you're not necessarily yeah. they're not going to tell you what to write about, and that's even that's I think that's also a sign something you want to work towards. Like in, what we talked about, like kind of taking responsibility for your own your own path. It's like. Yeah, coming up with the questions that are really interesting to you in whatever course it might be. So, uh, a lot of students like struggle with that. Like before, they were yeah, they're always told what to write about. Now they have to have this, this freedom to do whatever, and maybe it's they they have difficulty coming up with topics or asking like really specific questions for their for their written work. Um, with like other outside of that, I, I think almost all of it comes down to, or a lot of it comes down to setting really specific goals like students like a lot of people want to do things and and have dreams and visions or they have, they have things they want to accomplish but i think you know the thing that gets in the way you have to actually you have to do them and execute them right so you can have the best idea but if you don't and i speak again speak speaking from my own experience too like i'm not i'm i'm yeah the, the, a lot of this that i'm saying is coming from like learning it the hard way and also observing it in a lot right, of students right. so, and the things that i've gone through as well um and it's yeah, being really specific about what you want because I mean you're gonna you're gonna end up somewhere and you can you can go where you want, but if you, you have to be really specific about it, and a lot of things that come up is are in those early conversations. The student might be reluctant to like either talk about their what they're really interested in when we're first connecting, or maybe they're just not sure. And you know, when you're you're not expected, I, I don't think you should be expected at 18 to have your whole life planned out mm-hmm. or to know what you want. And that that's part of like the journey of college. But I think just getting to a starting point where like finding some interest if, if there's students that are really really again reluctant to open up or, or really again really not sure what they want to do like that's 
that's a I think one of the more challenging starting points because it's not it's not what I want you to do. I'm here to help you do do what you want to do and do the things that you want for your life. Um, so sometimes it takes a little while to get those conversations started, and and then maybe they need to like go through a semester of taking just getting some experience on campus before they can even start to answer those questions, and that's okay. So it's really like a stu- every student comes at they show up at a different point and with different different challenges. Some of them know what they want to do, but maybe there's a lot of anxiety that gets in the way and they don't put themselves out there. They're afraid to speak up. And and right. so a lot of the coaching is around. And that's, again, I have a lot of experience with that as well, like anxiety that I've overcome and still have to manage. It's, it never goes away. It's just something you learn how to how to overcome. And you have other strategies that that are healthy, that help you get help you get past it and to not let it interfere with things that you want to do. So a lot of it's like that. Yeah, my, mindset. What are the things that we're telling us telling we all we all have like limiting beliefs in some way right it's the mm-hmm. things that we learned about ourselves whether they were true or not um i'm not good enough in this i'm not this enough i'm not good at talking to people i don't yeah i feel nervous. yeah all the anything that might prevent you from getting um from doing maybe the thing that you really want to do i really want to join this club or, or go spend or yeah, learn about this this thing but if i don't if i'm not gonna if i feel really uncomfortable being in new places and talking to new people like i i've, I've definitely had that happen to me where i've um not gone to things because i maybe was feeling a lot of anxiety that day and so like like you know things like that so it's either either i think developing the vision altogether, like helping students find the direction or like helping to manage um and define strategies for like things that are holding them back from doing the things that that they really want to do i think that i would say those are the two two most common in, in the in the mentorship aspect um, that that come up, yeah, all the time. And I can imagine just those that get to work with you and then the students that choose to work with you, that there's got to be a sense of, okay, I don't feel so alone. Wow, it's not just me. Because it's so easy for us in any situation to kind of feel like I'm the only one that feels this way. I'm the only one having anxiety. I'm the only one that doesn't know what I'm doing. Everybody else is perfect. Writing their paper is great. And I'm, I'm sure you can testify that you see kids go, okay, not feeling alone can also be a big part of just that next success level because of that support. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I think that's, that's such a huge part of it, especially I think at any age, but especially, mm. especially around that age when you're young and just trying to find your way and, and knowing that, yeah, just knowing that other people are maybe just feeling, feeling just as much as fear as you are when you, you know, at that event that, that you said you wanted to go to and it's okay to right. even say that, say, hey, I'm feeling really nervous right now. How about you? <laughs> like you can even start with that and, and acknowledge it and put it out in the open and, then it's not scary anything to worry about anymore just something like that like um but yeah it's it's um yeah knowing knowing that it's not just you is a huge help and i think uh, one thing i would like to do eventually is to is to do what and i'm moving towards is working one-on-one with students but also like in groups and having them connect with each other like that are doing the similar work so they can share you know some of the things that they're going through and and yeah, just knowing, just knowing that there, there's other people experiencing the same thing is so huge. It really, it really is. And again, knowing that it's okay to, to talk about those things and knowing it's okay to, to ask for support if you're having, if you're struggling with something, all the, all those things just like alleviate a lot of the, the stress of the situation. Like, what do I do about it? It's okay to ask for, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay. And then that just takes a lot of the stress away. Well, this is this is so fantastic with your permission we would love to actually do a part two so are you okay if we take a quick break and we're going to do a part two for this show so that nobody misses any of the great information and the incredible resource that you are for us today so if you don't mind will you come back and do a part two with us yeah i would love to it's great
Make sure and subscribe to this show so you don't miss the next episode of Two Old Kids and Two Young Adults podcast. We want to hear from you as well. You can email us at 2ok2ya at gmail.com.